Hello and welcome to the July 9th episode of 10. My name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as President Trump commuting the sentence of Roger Stone, Elon Musk surpassing Warren Buffett's net worth, the Hagia Sophia will serve as a mosque again after years of being a museum, and much more. In our first story of the day, the White House announced today that President Trump signed an executive grant of clemency commuting the unjust sentence of Roger Stone, just days before the longtime political operative was slated to report to prison to serve more than three years for charges stemming from former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. In a lengthy statement released today, the White House press secretary said the president had made the decision to commute Stone's sentence quote in light of the egregious facts and circumstances surrounding his unfair prosecution, arrest, and trial end quote. Stone was set to report to prison on July 14 to serve 40 months. He was sentenced in February to more than three years in prison after being convicted in November 2019 on seven counts of obstruction, witness tampering and making false statements to Congress. Stone, however, has appealed his conviction and continues to deny any wrongdoing. Trump, for weeks, has signaled he could be open to granting Stone clemency tweeting last month that Stone was quote a victim of a corrupt and illegal witch hunt, one which will go down as the greatest political crime in history. He can sleep well at night end quote. A presidential pardon completely absolves an individual of the crime he or she is found to have committed. A commutation lessens the punishment or eliminates jail time but leaves the conviction standing. In other news, Tesla CEO Elon Musk just zoomed past Warren Buffett on the Bloomberg Billionaires Index to become the world's seventh wealthiest person. Musk's fortune rose more than $6 billion Friday after Tesla's stock surged 10.8% to a record $1,544 per share. Its market value stood at $286.5 billion. Musk owns 20.8% of Tesla's stock making his stake worth just under $60 billion. Musk is also the primary shareholder of privately held SpaceX, as well as a privately held tunneling company. Buffett's fortune fell this week after he donated nearly $3 billion worth of Berkshire Hathaway stock to charity part of his plan to give away most of his wealth to philanthropic ventures. Tesla's stock is up more than 500% over the past 12 months, exceeding the value of almost every company in the S&P 500. The electric car maker is the most valuable auto company on earth. The 49-year-old Musk could eventually become the world's richest person a spot currently held by Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos based on a pay package that Tesla shareholders approved in 2018. In justice news, a federal judge postponed the execution of Daniel Lewis Lee, a convicted killer who had been said to be the first federal inmate executed in over 17 years. In a Friday filing, just three days ahead of Lee's Monday execution date, Judge Jane Magnus Stenson, of the Southern District of Indiana, sided with the family of Lee's victims, who had pleaded for a delay given the coronavirus pandemic. Lee's death was expected to usher in a new era for the death penalty in the United States, and three other men convicted for murdering children were slated to be killed in the coming weeks. The court's order is a blow for the Trump administration which announced last July that it would reinstate the federal death penalty after a nearly two-decade lapse. Lee, a one-time white supremacist who killed a family of three, had originally been scheduled for execution in December, but his case was delayed after the courts blocked the death sentence from being carried out. Only three federal inmates have been executed in the United States since the federal death penalty was reinstated in 1988 after a 16-year moratorium. 
Louis Jones, a Gulf War veteran, was the last federal inmate executed in March 2003 for the kidnapping and murder of 19-year-old Army Private. In environmental news, Brazil's government announced on Thursday it plans to ban setting fires in the Amazon for 120 days, in a meeting with global investors to address their rising concerns over destruction of the rainforest. Investors have warned they will put investments in Brazil on hold, or even pull existing ones out, if the government does not act to protect the world's largest tropical rainforest that is seen as vital to curb global warming. The number of fires in Brazil's Amazon rainforest increased 30% last year. In June, government data showed last week, the number of fires rose 20% to a 13-year high for the month. In religious news, the president of Turkey on Friday formally converted Istanbul's 6th-century Hagia Sophia back into a mosque and declared it open for Muslim worship, hours after a high court annulled a 1934 decision that had made the religious landmark a museum. The decision sparked deep dismay among Orthodox Christians. Originally a cathedral, Hagia Sophia was turned into a mosque after Istanbul's conquest by the Ottoman Empire but had been a museum for the last 86 years, drawing millions of tourists annually. In international relations news, China said today that it will retaliate against U.S. officials and institutions following Washington's imposition of sanctions on three local officials of the ruling Communist Party over human rights abuses in the northwestern region of Xinjiang. A Chinese spokesperson said that China will definitely fight back against actions it considers interference in its internal affairs and that which threaten its sovereignty, security and development interests. China has detained an estimated one million or more members of its Muslim ethnic minority groups in internment camps, described by the government as vocational training facilities aimed at countering Muslim radicalism and separatist tendencies. It says those facilities have since been closed, a claim impossible to deny given the restrictions on visits and reporting about the region. Camp veterans and family members say those held are forced, often with the threat of violence, to denounce their religion, culture and language and swear loyalty to party leader and head of state Xi Jinping. In music news, Los Angeles police announced Thursday that five people, two of them juveniles, had been arrested in connection with rapper, Pop Smoke's, February's laying. Pop Smoke was killed during a home invasion at a Hollywood Hills residence, police said. The 20-year-old was enjoying the success of his sophomore mixtape, which came out the week before his killing. In sports news, the Philadelphia Eagles announced on Friday that the team has penalized wide receiver Deshaun Jackson for conduct detrimental to the team after Jackson shared a series of anti-Semitic Instagram posts. The Eagles did not elaborate on what penalized meant. Last weekend, Jackson was met with harsh criticism after posting a quote, falsely attributed to Adolf Hitler, saying that black people were the real children of Israel, and that white Americans would be terrified to know that they have been mistreating and discriminating and lynching them. In more sports news, the NHL Players Association and the NHL Board of Governors announced tonight that they have approved a package that not only will allow the league to restart this summer but also includes a four-year CBA extension. Training camps for NHL teams will open Monday. The 24-team tournament will then begin on August 1 in two hub cities, Edmonton for the Western Conference, and Toronto for the Eastern Conference. The NHL is creating a bubble environment and two campus-like setups, with players and staffers being tested daily for COVID-19. Players' families will not be able to join them in the hub cities until the conference finals, which are expected to take place in Edmonton. Players have three days to inform their teams, in writing, if they want to opt out of this summer's tournament.
there will be no punishment for players who choose to do so, and the players do not need to cite a specific reason. The NHL paused its season on March 12 because of the coronavirus pandemic, but the league is determined to award the Stanley Cup this summer. The NHL is targeting a December 1st start date for the 2020-21 season, although that is subject to change. Among the most significant components of the new CBA is language that would allow NHL players to return to the Olympics in 2022 and 2026. The NHL did not permit players to attend the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang for the first time since 1994, which angered many NHL players who cherish the opportunity to represent their countries. And in our final story of the day, in a review of reports about the coronavirus, Doctors have said today that coronavirus damages not only the lungs, but the kidneys, liver, heart, brain and nervous system, skin and gastrointestinal tract. Their comprehensive picture shows the coronavirus attacks virtually every major system in the human body, directly damaging organs and causing the blood to clot, the heart to lose its healthy rhythm, the kidneys to shed blood and protein and the skin to erupt in rashes. It causes headaches, dizziness, muscle aches stomach pain and other symptoms along with classic respiratory symptoms like coughing and fever. Much of the damage wrought by the virus appears to come because of its affinity for a receptor a kind of molecular doorway into cells. Coronavirus infection also activates the immune system. Part of that response includes the production of inflammatory proteins called cytokines. This inflammation can damage cells and organs and the so-called cytokine storm is one of the causes of severe symptoms. The virus can directly damage the brain, but some of the neurological effects likely come from the treatment. The virus affects the immune system, depleting the T-cells the body usually deploys to fight off viral infections. That is all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.